0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Strong Wild Inspired Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are a few days late this week, but worth the wait. Happy, wonderful Wednesday, Um, although by the time this is published, it's probably going to be a terrific Thursday. And I hope your week has been blissful, bountiful, and blessed. If you've had a rough week, you've had a rough start to your week, if it's been a rough couple days, uh, a lot of kiddos going back to school, and there can be some chaos that goes alongside that, I invite you to take the next 20 to 30 minutes, go grab a cup of tea or a cup of cocoa or, ooh, hot apple cider. Is it too soon for hot apple cider? It's September in New England. Is it too soon? I'm going to go with No. I don't think it's too soon for hot apple cider, although I'm one of those people who will definitely have hot apple cider in probably August, July, you know, the summer months, June, I will definitely go there. Uh, I'll wear the boots in October, but yeah, hot apple cider, so grab yourself a cup of tea, a cup of cocoa, I'm gonna not say grab a cup of coffee... Uh, Just because this is about unwinding you know, and caffeine tends to get you amped up. So we're going to just invite yourself to unwind a little. Just let yourself kick back. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the podcast and all of the crazy adventures we're going to have together. Thank you for tuning in. If you're back again, thank you for coming back for more. You came back again. I don't know why. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank you for coming back again. And either way, I want to thank you, whether you are a first-time listener or a repeat offender, I just want to thank you for sharing your time with me and for really gifting yourself this time to grow, to reflect, and to heal. Each week for six weeks, we'll touch base on a fundamental daily practice, or what I like to call foundational pillars. And they are to help cultivate more peace and calm into your life. This week, we're going to dive right into our second pillar, which is gratitude. If you've been following along since the very first podcast, you might remember we touched base on gratitude before. But yes, yes, queen. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, a thousand times. Yes, we are absolutely going to cover it again. Why? Well, in Tony Robbins' words repetition is the mother of skill. So we are going to talk about gratitude and then talk about it some more and then wait a few weeks and we're probably going to talk about it again because gratitude is everything. It's so important. If you can learn one prayer, one skill, one fundamental to bring more joy into your life, let it be gratitude. Have you ever gazed on a sunrise? Have you ever like just been driving or walking? Maybe you're on the beach and you see this beautiful sunrise or this sunset and instantly, and this isn't for everybody, of course, but for a lot of people, I think it's, you just, you look at this sunset with childlike wonder to the point where your emotions leave you in awe or for the caretakers of little ones out there, right? Grandparents, parents, foster parents, aunties, uncles, cousins, friends, uh, lots of different caretakers out there. Have you ever found yourself brought to tears by the simple act of smelling the shampoo or the conditioner and your munchkin's hair? when they're fresh, like when it's like soaking wet and they're fresh out the tub or the shower and you smell it and you're like, oh, it's so good. I just love it. I'm so thankful. Uh, I had moments like this so many times. So um, when I was going through chemotherapy, so I was going through chemotherapy in 2014. I went through nine months of treatment and I remember, you know, I had I had some really really rough days emotionally, physically. And looking back, I feel like for the most part I I was kind of numb. And what my therapist described this as, the way that she put it is that when you are experiencing when any human is experiencing trauma on a very deep level, it's almost like you go into autopilot because you go into survival mode and it's almost too much to bear to process through it in that moment. It's like you just you your frontal cortex is just like blah. No. No thank you. I cannot do this. We're shutting off. No. Survival mode. I just want to live. I want to get through this. I need to survive. I cannot attach emotion to this right now or I'm not going to make it. Is pretty much what my brain did. So what happened was about a year, like within that first year of me finishing chemotherapy, getting a clean bill of health with a colonoscopy, like a follow-up colonoscopy to make sure the cancer hadn't come back and I didn't have any more polyps or anything like that. Uh, what happened in that first year is that I was finally out of the woods. So, All of the sudden, all of the things that I saw when I was in the forest of the trauma of having been diagnosed with cancer and going through chemotherapy while being a single mom and really just so young, because I was 29 years old when I was diagnosed, all of those emotions just started, they they started flooding to me. And it wasn't something I could control. And it would be in moments that I would least expect it that would completely take me off guard. And I had no choice but to process through it in that moment because I couldn't shut it down because at that point my emotions had turned back on and there was nothing I could really do about it. Um, Because the way that these, you know, memories and these feelings were coming up, you know, like I had never, when I was going through chemotherapy, I remember when they told me that I had cancer. My first response was, "I'm still going to Italy in March, right?" Because I was I was diagnosed in uh, December of 2013, and I had already been accepted to this limited, uh, you know, application style limited, uh, number of students were going this program for a uh, study abroad in Sicily for 10 days. And I had never been out of the country before. I had l- been longing to go to Italy to connect with my Italian heritage. And here it was right in front of me. I was confirmed. The trip was paid for. I was ready to go. And then boom, I'm diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, a lot of people in my family had their opinions about it and said, you shouldn't go. There's no way you're going through, you know, uh, treatment that is making your immune system suppressed. So you're flying on a plane (laughs) with lots of other people and germs. And then you're going to go to a country you've never been to. And you don't know how your body's going to react to things like, you know, drinking water and um, even just the food in general, which honestly, my stomach was more shocked coming back to the United States than it was going to Sicily because everything is so fresh in Sicily. If you ever have the chance to go to Sicily, oh my God, go, go for me. Oh, definitely. I want to retire there someday. It's just so beautiful. Oh, it's just phenomenal, amazing food culture history. It's incredible. Anyhow. So my first reaction when I found out that I had cancer was I can still go to Italy, right? Which I was going to go anyway. Uh, My second reaction was, okay, what's next? What do I have to do? I've got cancer. Okay. You tell me what to do. Surgeon. Okay. Surgery. Let's get it booked. Good. Chemo. All right, let's go. So I didn't have an emotional connection to what I was going through. I just, I didn't, And I had a very raw emotional connection to how tired I was and how depressed I was on some days. But in terms of grasping the fact that I was 29 years old, a single mother of two, um, you know, two kiddos. My daughter was, I think she was about two going on three because I was diagnosed. Yeah, so she was two going on three which means my son was 7 going on 8, I want to say, yeah, when I was diagnosed. So, you know, I didn't grasp that concept that I was 29 years old, a single mother of two, stage 3 colon cancer, they found a tumor, there were lymph nodes that were infected, there were more precancerous polyps in with the tumor, and the uh the the doctor who performed my colon resection surgery had told me if i had waited even 6 more months i would have been terminal there would have been nothing they could do so there was a lot that I just didn't process. But in that year after going through chemotherapy and finishing chemo and surgeries and, um, you know, my follow-up colonoscopy and everything, there would be these moments where I would be triggered with emotion. And it was emotion of gratitude. It was definitely, it was 100% gratitude. But it was also this moment of, holy shit, I could have died. I almost died. I fought for my life. I shouldn't be here, but I'm here. Holy shit. There were a lot of those moments. And one of those moments in particular, just tying back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, being overwhelmed with gratitude as the caretaker, when you when you smell that shampoo or that conditioner in your your little one's hair, is there was a moment that I remember when My daughter was getting ready for bed one night and she had washed her hair and conditioned it. And she had this like, you know, wacky watermelon or uh, something strawberry, you know, wild strawberry or something like that shampoo in her hair. And so her hair was wet and her curls were all soaked, you know, with uh, with the scent of the shampoo and the conditioner. And I remember wrapping her up in her towel and she gave me a big hug. And I just burst into tears my nose went face first into the smell of her shampoo and I burst into tears and I was overwhelmed by the feeling of gratitude of being able to hold my little girl, smelling that shampoo, actually being alive in the moment, in the present, being able to smell the shampoo in my daughter's hair. There's no greater joy than that. There is no greater joy than the feeling of gratitude for everything, for, for life, for little moments. Those little moments, moment by moment, day by day, will culminate to be a beautiful life when you can just be thankful in those moments. For those of you who have fur babies and little balls of fluff or giant big balls of fluff, like in our case, uh, in our house, we have one very large dog who thinks he is not very large and a a medium-sized dog who is just the sweetest little old lady. Uh, But for those of you who, who have fur babies, you know that when you come home from work or being away for a few hours or... You could literally leave your phone on the counter in your house or your apartment or your flat or wherever you're staying. You could leave the phone inside with your fur baby, get outside the door, remember you left it inside, and when you go back in, your fur baby will greet you with the happiest, happy dance tail wag you have ever had in your life. Like you've been gone for 25 years or if you have cats, you know, your cat will probably come up to you and, and purr and give you the nose nudge. And they just act like they haven't seen you in decades. And it's only been a few minutes or a few hours, but it fills your heart up, doesn't it? In those moments, that joy you feel is gratitude. And gratitude, in its simplest form, is the purest expression. Of love. Let's take a brief moment for mindfulness. Unless you're driving, running, walking, operating heavy equipment, which I don't know why you would be listening to this if you're operating heavy equipment. No judging, I promise, but. You don't want to do this exercise if you are operating heavy equipment or if you're driving. Uh, So unless you're doing any of those activities, I am going to invite you to pause for a moment so we can just do a little gratitude mindfulness together. Close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. And hold it there for a count of three. And now slowly breathe out through your mouth. And with your eyes remaining closed, place your hands over your heart. In this moment, right now, let everything fade away. Let go of your to-do list. Let go of that work assignment. Let go of the morning moment when your kids were fighting over who gets to use the bathroom first or the trash bin that your precious four-legged ball of fluff got into today. Just let it all go. Continue breathing in slowly. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Focus on your breath. Focus on the rhythm of your heart beating. Wiggle your little toes. Bring awareness to your fingertips. Feel the movement of your chest and your belly. As you breathe in and out slowly. In that beautiful state of existing in the present moment, think about someone or something or an experience that you are grateful for. Imagine this person, this place, or this experience and feel into the joy of being with them or being in that place? Does it make you smile? Does it bring you tears of joy? Maybe for the first time in a long time, you feel peaceful in your heart. Let gratitude flood through every part of your being. Feel the gift of life pulsating through your veins and saturating every cell of your being. How incredible is it to be alive, to have the awareness you have of your breath, your body, your spirit. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for this feeling Thank you abundant universe god buddha whoever you you pray to and you give thanks to to the higher energy that we all come from thank you when you're ready open your eyes and just sit for a moment in that feeling This is the gift and the power of gratitude. Why is gratitude so powerful? Why? Science shows us that gratitude can give us more energy. It creates a higher emotional intelligence, which makes sense. I mean, think about it. You know, you are... You're connecting with that part of yourself that really feels on a deeper level. You feel connection. You feel love. You feel joy. So it would make sense that it would create a higher emotional intelligence. It also creates a more forgiving attitude. Again, makes sense. Uh, lessens anxiousness and depression. Uh, there is this saying that... Or this saying... Uh, I'm not sure if it's a saying or if it's an actual statistic scientifically, but... There is an expression that I have heard, and it's that when you're anxious, it's because you're focusing too much on the present. And when you are in a state of depression, you're focusing too much on the past. So it would make sense that because gratitude is heart-centered, right? And it causes you and it forces you to really be in the present moment. Not that it forces you, but it allows you to gift yourself the opportunity to just be more present in the moment. So that would make sense. If you're more present in the moment, you're not going to be worried about tomorrow. You're not going to be uh, sad about yesterday. You know, so you're going to have less anxiousness and less depression. It also improves sleep and wards off headaches. Uh, and all of this is according to Vision Lakiani, who is an activist and the founder of Mind Valley. If you are interested in, you know, who he is and his work, you can look up Mind Valley and find out lots of good stuff about him, but he's a, a pioneer for this whole body wellness and changing the education system and and the way that we learn and and unlearning a lot of what we've learned. And he's also a um, a huge supporter of gratitude. Another benefit of gratitude is the connection you feel to something outside of yourself. You cannot help but feel closer to a higher power, God, the universe, nature, or those around you, Uh, or if you're focusing on a person that you're thankful for, you know, you feel closer to that person, you can't help but feel that when you're in the emotion of gratitude. So when you're feeling lonely or alone, next time try focusing on gratitude. And obviously this isn't a cure-all, this isn't a fix-all, end-all kind of thing. This is focusing on gratitude is something that... As a fundamental, you know, you build upon it. You can't just have one pillar to have a solid foundation. You've got to have several pillars in place, but together they really strengthen the foundation and they make these things easier, you know, when there's bumps and hiccups and things that happen in life. It just makes it so much easier to go through and to process through and you have an awareness of it and an understanding and you have more... Or compassion for your own situation really when you have things uh, not things but when you have practices in place like gratitude and forgiveness and meditation and things like that so I'm gonna ask you have you ever have you ever never have I ever um, have you ever tried being both angry and grateful at the same time or have you ever tried being disappointed and thankful? It doesn't even sound right saying it together. Go ahead, I dare you. Give it a try. Give it a try. Think about something that really, really pisses you off. I mean, it really gets you upset. And at the same time that you're thinking about that, I want you to try thinking about something that brings you so much joy and love and happiness that you feel like. You're like the Grinch and your heart just grew three times bigger. You can't do it, can you? As soon as you try to do both, one of them will automatically cancel out the other. So if you're really, really in a thankful place and you try to be angry, it's obviously, it's, well not obviously, but it is much harder to shift from gratitude to anger. So if you're in a place of gratitude and happiness, it's much harder to shift um, you know, into anger. Whereas when you're really, really angry with enough practice and application, you really can switch from anger to gratitude um, far quicker than you would ever think you could. Love and hate, they cannot occupy the same space and neither can gratitude and anger. Gratitude is the great multiplier. The more you use it, the more your life changes. If you use it a little, your life will change a little. If you use it a lot, then your life will change in ways you can hardly imagine. And that is a quote from Rhonda Byrne, author of The Secret. Whenever you're feeling sad or disappointed, brokenhearted, beaten down, just find something or someone to feel thankful for. There's always, always something to feel grateful for. Energy flows where attention goes. If you place your attention on gratitude, that is precisely where your energy is going to go. And wouldn't you rather spend your precious, numbered moments here on Earth feeling more joy, more love, more peace? I know I would. I know I definitely want to feel more of that. I want more of that yummy, delicious, fun, amazing, epic love and joy and peace and happiness for sure. All right. It's time for ba da da your action challenge. This week's action challenge. Okay, are you ready? Are you listening? Say yes if you're listening. Say yes, yes. Yes, yes. You got to say it. If you don't say it, I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to continue. The podcast will end. This podcast will self-destruct in 5 seconds if you don't say yes. All right. You're on board. Okay. I heard you. You said yes, right? You said it. I know you said it. So, for this week's action challenge, I call you to live your best life, your very best life. I am inviting you to choose gratitude over anger. I challenge you to feel grateful for at least three things a day over the course of the next several days. And if you can't think of three things, if it's just like, you know what, life is too hectic for you, it's stressful you're on the go constantly. Just think of one thing, okay? One thing in the morning, when you wake up in the morning and you plant your feet on that floor, whoever you pray to, whoever you find comfort in, whether it's God, the angels, the universe, um, source energy, love, light, uh, Buddha, you know, whoever you pray to, When you hit the floor, so, you know, for me, I am a born-again Christian, and my faith is my pillar, it's my rock. So when I wake up in the morning and my feet hit that floor, the first thing I say, thank you, Christ Jesus, for another day of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving me breath in my lungs and my heart beating Thank you, Father, for another day of life. So for me, um, that is my go-to. So if you're an atheist, you know what? Atheist, you can still be thankful too. You can still, you don't have to say it to an entity. You don't have to say it to anybody. You can say it to yourself. You can say, self, thank you very much for getting me out of bed this morning. The important thing is that you just say thank you and you feel it. You can't just say it and just, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, Thank you. No, you got to feel it. Feel it. Be in the moment. Be thankful. You are a walking miracle. Do you know, like, do you know scientifically what it takes for you to be born? You are a miracle, Your heart beating is a miracle. And, you know, I was reading this scientific study the other day. uh, Research shows. So it was talking about when an egg is fertilized by the sperm. And they used to say, uh, you know, science previously had always said, well, it's the stronger, you know, the strong survive. It's whatever sperm is the first one there, the fastest and the strongest one who gets in. Well... This scientific article that I read was actually stating something to the effect that the egg can actually choose to reject the sperm. And I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, so I may be totally kerfunkling this, but it was saying something along the lines of, you know, even once that sperm gets to the egg, it can be the fastest and the strongest if it gets there and the egg is like, uh yeah, not today, buddy. Sorry. No. It it won't let it in, and it lets in another one. So, I mean, and there, you know, obviously there's so much that we don't know and there's so much that we do know, but I feel like what we don't know is a lot more than what we do know. And the point is you are a miracle. Your birth is a miracle. Your heart beating is a miracle. Your heart is beating right now and keeping you alive, and You don't even have to tell it to do that. When you want to walk and go from point A to point B, you don't even tell, like, do you, I mean, let's think about this. When you are sitting in a chair and you want to get up and go to the fridge, for most of us, this is the case where we don't have to say, okay, right foot, you touch the ground, left foot, you touch the ground. Now, right foot, I want you to go forward. Now, left foot, you go forward. We don't have to do that. It just happens. How freaking cool is that? How amazing is that? I don't know about you, but I am just really in awe of life. I am in complete awe and wonder of the fact that every breath that I inhale, I'm exhaling a toxic gas and the trees in our environment are like, hey sis, we got this. Don't worry. We're going to take care of that for you. No worries. We're going to give you some clean air. It's just so cool to me. It's just so cool. So if you can't think of three things, to get back on topic here, uh, if you can't think of three things, then I challenge you to just one thing in the morning when you wake up and your feet land on the ground or when you get yourself out of bed, one thing in the morning, what are you grateful for? And then before you go to bed at night, one thing, what are you thankful for? And just feel it. Feel those emotions. I challenge you over the next several days if you can do it for a week, do it for a week. If you can do it for two weeks, do it for two weeks. The more you do it, the more your brain will automatically start to go to that place without you even realizing it. And should you find that bringing gratitude into your life brings a bit more peace and more love into your world, I challenge you to continue doing more of that each and every day. Every single day. How long does it take to say gratitude? How much time do you really have to devote to this? Not much. You could give yourself five minutes a day and it it would start to change your life. I promise you that. If you sit with it and you feel it, it'll change your heart. And when you shift your internal world, your outer world can't help but to shift as well. So you can do it. I know you can. Three things a day. If you can't do three, do one in the morning, one at night. Now that you have your challenge for the week, I am going to send you on your way Uh, But first, I want to say thank you again, my lovelies, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Strong, Wild, Inspired podcast. I know your time is valuable. And I also want you to know that you are appreciated. You are loved. Until next week, be strong, stay wild, and live life inspired.